Hello and welcome to The Joe Mobley Show. I'm your host, Joe Mobley, and you're listening to the only place in cyberspace where we talk about being conservative. We hit on current events, the politically correct cancel culture, and problems with civil discourse. But most importantly, we discuss what you can do to come out of the conservative closet. The Joe Mobley Show is a new and exciting podcast that airs weekly on Monday mornings. We have a range of controversial topics on deck. Even so, it's important that we hear from you what matters most. Be sure to send questions, comments, and things you'd like to hear discussed to ask at thejoemobleyshow.com. That's ask at thejoemobleyshow.com. To make sure you stay informed on the latest content, be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to great podcasts. Welcome back to The Joe Mobley Show. I am, of course, Joe Mobley, your host. And tonight we have the man behind Parents Against Critical Theory or PACT, Mr. Scott Minio. Scott, how are you? Joe, I am I'm doing great, man. I am doing great. How are you? Good. Good. I feel like, because you got like a red hat on, I, I wish I had my mug hat on, but both of them are downstairs, like where the keys yeah, But it's and not stuff just are. a red hat, man. Look at what it says. Oh, yeah. Leo, I love that guy. And it's autographed. I I didn't even see that. Yeah, it came out. um, He released them before Christmas, um, maybe like a month before Christmas or something like that, sort of one for for me and one for my son. And um, I used to, I used to, I, I, I couldn't stand him, right? Because he was so radical in his views. And I really don't know what happened to the man. And it's not because he now thinks like I do. And that, that's not the, the point. The point is, is something tri- – and he's an older man and he's been around. And But he did some, some introspection and he had a willingness to be able to look around and see, my God, what is going on? And that's why I really – that's why I wanted to support him because he did a, turn, a turnabout that I've never seen. Um, and for very good reason. And now, you know, maybe he's not a conservative, maybe he's a Republican, whatever he, whatever he wants to call himself. But the fact is he is, he is saying he's lockstep with what we're seeing and what we're saying. And, um, and I think it takes a very big person to be able to come out and and really change their tune, you know, and and I give him a lot of credit for that. Not a lot of that these days. Um, no. no, I haven't even asked you that. This is totally, this is like not a first interview question. I don't even care. But are, have you been on Clubhouse, the app? I have not. Okay. It's interesting. I, I was on it when I first got it. I was really on it for a while. It's an app where you just, it's like the public square on the internet. You just start you, a room you know and talk to people. To me. And, and I pulled it up and I'm like, man, nobody cares what I have to say. Oh, and yeah, like, I did send it to you. Yeah. And I'm well, like, yeah, nobody cares what I have to say. And it's like, uh, well. It's weird because it's just a lot of the rooms in there are just like sob fest. Uh, yeah, it's, it's hard to describe. I was I was listening to it while I was doing the dishes last night. And it was just all of these people complaining about how they were assaulted and violated and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, dang, what happened? And apparently someone said some mean things, uh, didn't agree with them and hurt their feelings. And um, there was this one lady talking about, <laughs> get this. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, see, this is interview going off the tracks at the beginning. This woman was describing... How, like right now I'm talking. Uh, If while I'm talking, you start talking and interrupt me, whether I stop talking or and let you have the floor or whether we both kind of talk at the same time over each other, she described that as an assault. This woman's a lawyer, a barred practicing lawyer in the United States of America. I'm just like, I mean, call me a dum-dum, you know. I guess I just have a master's degree and... You know, went to the Criminal Justice Academy here in Virginia. That ain't assault. <laughs> that, that's that's basic, but it's impolite, I guess. Like, what the no, crap? No. 
Well, I mean, it, it reminds me, you know, it's interesting you bring that up because it reminds me, do you remember the guy, and this was probably like six months ago, he was down at Trump National, and he wasn't wearing a mask, and he was on the one side of the entrance to Trump National, and on the other side were some, you know, people that didn't agree with his point of view, and they were wearing masks. Well, they came over into his space, and nobody... They they were all white people, okay? These were older, radical, kooky, white, liberal ladies. And he coughed <laughs> off to the side, and they pursued assault charges against him. And the end result of that is quite interesting. And the reason I bring up the whole race thing of, you know, the, the uh, what the people look like is because at the end of the day, um, he ended up having to write a check to the NAACP and Michelle Thomas, who had nothing to do with this. And it was it was mm. it was a shakedown, right? Because Michelle Thomas's buddy, who is the Loudoun County Commonwealth attorney, her name is Buddha Birajedge, or however you say her last name. Okay, the, the, she's the HMFIC as far as attorneys go in the county, and she personally inserted herself and took this case on herself. Um, and I know this to be true because I talked to the man. I spoke to the man right after he had to write a check to the NAACP. And it was the Commonwealth attorney, it was Michelle Thomas, president of the NAACP, president of everything else, and the judge that uh, Buddha appointed who's also from the same club, and the man's attorney. And they started at $5,000. And then he finally said, you know, $3,000. And the guy did not want to give a check to the NAACP for $3,000, but he had no choice because his family was being harassed. And what they were hanging over his head is whatever the full weight of the law is for an assault of this type, <laughs> you know, like kind of like what you're talking about. Um, oh, it was un just easy. Undoubtedly, for, um, they, they dropped him. Sorry to assault you just now. I hope you don't oh, yes, drop yes, charges. Yes, yes. Undoubtedly, they probably, I mean, they could have gone as ridiculous as uh, some kind of like bioterrorism. I mean, you guys got to understand Virginia, you know, Commonwealth is great. Virginia is like a state where throwing a snowball is considered, um, you think projectile would be strong enough. It's a missile in, in, the, in the Commonwealth of Virginia. You know, you throw a snowball at a car passing by, it is a missile. Um, now, of course, you know, you do it to a car in the interstate, like it's a pretty serious, pretty serious thing. Yeah. Um, but they, they could have hit him with, like, biological terrorism or anything. And, like, Lord forbid if they were black people um, or any type of non-white person uh, at Trump National Golf Course. Yeah, it's freaking ludicrous. Oh, it is, it is man. It's, it's just uh, ludicrous is a good word to describe it. So I'm going to take a page out of everyone's favorite press secretary, Jen Pasaki, and we're going to circle back to the beginning of an interview. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know, Scott and I, we are in, not only are we in Virginia, but we are in Loudoun County. Um, sorry, Michael Knowles, it's not Loudoun. It's, it's still Loudoun County. You'll get it right one of these days, my friend, uh, which is, you know, becoming a household name because, you know, hardly a day goes by where... Virginia and specifically Loudoun County is not in the news because of our runaway school board. Um, so that's where we are. That's where Scott's fighting the good fight and really, really honing in on critical theory, more specifically critical race theory. Uh, so tell us about PACT, uh, Parents Against Critical Theory. Tell us about how you got involved uh, in, in fighting the, the school board peacefully, guys. We're not storming buildings or throwing chairs. Uh, no, no, not as far as I know. I've never seen that. Um, so almost a year ago exactly, the then superintendent put out a equity statement to um, to you know all the all the people in LCPS, the parents and and things. And in the second paragraph, he talks about getting LCPS students and parents in the community of Loudon to join in the fight to. 
uh, dismantle white supremacy. Well, that was enough for me because, and correct me if I'm wrong, I might be wrong in this, I don't know, but when you dismantle something, that implies there's actually something to dismantle, whether, you know, it, it usually, it, it, you know, it, 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 like a, an engine, you want to dismantle a ma- an engine, well, you, you have a physical engine you can take apart. But what I find interesting, what I found interesting then is, okay, so where is this? Where, how do you substantiate the claim? Like, how do you substantiate that Loudoun County is full of white supremacists that have to be disrupted and dismantled? If you can explain that to me, I'm the first on board to, to go after these people and, and get them out of here because we don't we don't need that. Um, so I sent an email to the board. What are you talking about, man? Every every time I leave my house, I got a I got a drive through Klan rallies and and you know like LeBron James, the police were like shooting at me. I'm trying to gas up my car. You don't see this stuff. Well, you know, <laughs> in all fairness, I mean, I, it must be more challenging for you because I, if I'm not mistaken, you're married to a white woman. Yeah, she she uses the internet for me if I ever need to use the internet, or uh, oh, thankfully, right, you... if I need an accountant or a lawyer, then then my wife procures one. You know, the struggle's real because you don't know what the hell you're doing. You got a podcast going here, but you have no idea how to open up a bank account or contact an accountant or um, you know. I think yeah, you have we, a master's degree. We, don't you? we pay white kids for this stuff. You know, <laughs> well, I'd love to know how you got your master's then, because <laughs> according to them, it's not possible. <laughs> yeah. You know, so what we I, have I'm here, sorry, I, I keep assaulting you. Uh, I'll, I'll let you. That's okay. your... <laughs> That's a, you know, call it a form of reparations, whatever you want. But <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, what we got here is we have a black man on the other side of this, this, this screen that has a master's degree. And on this side, we have a white guy. That has a high school degree. I went to college, but I didn't complete it. You know why? Because it wasn't for me. So I would say that that puts Mr. Joe Mobley in a you know a very capable position to do what he did to achieve what he was able to achieve because <laughs> well, it's not easy. For, for undergrad, I did squeeze four years in the five, which is actually I was ahead of the curve because two plus two is five. I was now. Just, so wow. I, 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 what were you thinking? You know, re-education yeah. for Joe. You know, you got that master's, and now it has to be redone because it's all based on false premises. So, so, so the former so superintendent when I, when I sends this email. What's that? I said the former superintendent sends this email, um, and you're looking at it dismantling white supremacy. Yeah, and I was like, okay, this is just absurd. So I sent an email, and you know, sometimes brevity is not my specialty. And I did get a response back from Beth Bartz. Of all people, Beth Bartz responds back. And, you know, I said, look, I think in my closing, I probably won't hear back from anybody from the school board because nobody ever responds. And her response was, yeah, you're right. You won't hear back from anybody at the school board. So I was like, okay, now you got me fired up. Now I found the comprehensive equity plan, which they, they put out. And I was like, oh, this is a real shit show. But okay. Um, but I knew this was in the process because the year before is when the, um, excuse me, the Equity Collaborative put out a um, their assessment on Loudoun County. You know, their their, I don't know, the rate the racial assessment, and you know, it's all subjective. It's quantitative information. There, it's not substantiated. Um, like I, I would think normal people would want to would want to see, and we'll get to that part in a second. Um, so I kept doing some research over the summer, and then when they had the first in-person school board meeting on September the 8th, I went and spoke. Now, mind you, there was only 12 of us. Tonight, I think there was 150, but they only gave us one minute. And, you know, I, so I directed everything at uh, the superintendent at that time, and I knew I'm talking to a bunch of dummies except for John Beatty. And, you know, I've come to, I came to the conclusion, okay, these guys are jokers. But then the following day... And this is this is really, I think, what really pissed me off and launched it is there's a guy named Ian, Zieg- or Ian Ziegler, um, Ian Sorokin, who's a board member. And he did an interview with Loudon Times Mirror. 
And in the Loud Times Mirror, they were talking about apparently some some group or some people, I don't know, sent out these yellow postcards. Now, these yellow postcards, they sent them out randomly. I don't know who they, I didn't get one, but it was, um, I wouldn't have done it this way. You know, they put Russian sickles on there, um, and I wouldn't have done it that way. But the messaging on it was correct. The messaging on it was Loudoun County is teaching Marxist education in our school system, and they cited teachingtolerance.org, which is an equity partner, a big equity partner of Loudoun County. It's since been renamed to Learning for Justice. And um, in his interview, he said, these, these are ridiculous comments. It's ridiculous rhetoric. There's, there's no truth to this. Okay, well, I created an account. Um, because this is available to all teachers and students. And I created an account, and I created a lesson plan that was centered around the Communist Manifesto and how it aligns to today's social justice movement. And I sent it to him, and I said, now look, either you're a Marxist, which I disagree with, but at least, you know, if you can admit that, I'll give you that respect. You're a liar or you're a dummy because you don't know what is in our school system. I just produced it and sent it and, and gave it to you. So, you know, and of course, no comment, but that was enough for me because then I started digging even more. And then I started finding things about the NAACP and Michelle Thomas being involved. And then I just started finding more documents and more presentations. And then it just really spurred me to, um, I, I, I don't know that I've taken to anything so uh, aggressively and with, with, with such focus as, as I have with this, because I've got two kids in the county. I got one that graduates and it's going to go to your alma mater, alma mater, uh, Liberty. And I've got a daughter, um, who will be in 11th grade and this man, I'm not having any of this, you know, and at the time, um, my daughter had, her boyfriend was black at the time. And my son's girlfriend is from, uh, the middle East. So hardly a white supremacist household. They're both, they were both, even she's not dating that kid anymore, but he was a good kid. His, he came from a very good family. Nice. I have nothing but nice things to say about them as people, not as the color of their skin. And, you know, the more I started diving in and trying to understand, okay, where is this coming from? Where did it go? Where is it going? How far back does it go? It just became an obsession you know, quite frankly, because I stumbled upon things that didn't make sense, that required more research to understand. And my whole objective was to provide information to the community um, because people really needed to understand what was happening. And um, the tact that I took, maybe others wouldn't take it that way, but I think an uncloseted conservative is probably a good way to put it. And I felt the need that, you know, to shame and expose these people at every possible turn. Now, I started off rough around the edges. Um, I don't have the best grammar, so there's some misspellings and things like that. But it, it was the intent. It was the whole point of what I was trying to do was bring attention and awareness to these corrupt crooks. They're lying to you. And, um, you know, then it just kind of evolved from there. Um, I put the I, I discovered the the Dr. Seuss thing and put that out on February 25th, and I was so happy that the Daily Wire picked up on it on the 26th because you know let's face it they have more you know more clout than I do, and then it just it went from there, and then in the middle of March we had uh, Chardonnay Antifa. You you know you broke several <laughs> stories. You you broke Dr. Seuss. You broke um there there was the student who the teacher was heckling him and he was race baiting the student to student describe Yeah. He played you, him like a fiddle. That. Yeah. Maybe you're an investigative journalist. <laughs> you just look at the I situation don't know, man. It's like you, describe it. You, and that's the story. This is what happened. Well you know what ends up happening is is the the the, the, the proverbial floodgates start opening and, you know, people send things anonymously. Um, I received a video back in November anonymously of a, a Zoom call with uh, the NAACP director, Robin Burke, and three teachers, Loudoun County Public School teachers, and just some really, just some really awful shit, man, that they were talking about. How to subvert the school board, even though I don't like them, their tactics of what how they were going to go about it were, that's not what you do. You know, taking advantage of Leslie King, for example, because she has a soft spot for special ed kids. Well, who doesn't? 
But then a teacher piped up and said, I know how to frame things in a racial way to appeal to people that are have a soft spot for special ed kids. What? So now we're going to take advantage of a lady that has a soft spot for special ed kids to further the agenda of the NAACP? Come on. What is that? This is um, what pisses people off when we talk about special interest groups. Like special ed classes doesn't have anything to do with the NAACP. All right? Advancement of colored people, special needs. Where, where, where's the interest there? Um, and this is the kind of thing that we're griping about because it's not the they're not doing things that are in interest of the children. They're doing things that are in interest of whoever the special interest group. And the NAACP is deep, you know better than most, is deep into Loudoun County Public Schools. Um, they are. Yeah. Yeah. They are thick as They are, are a wretched group led by a wretched leader. And, you know, over the, the the past year, you know, you know, the I've established a timeline, you know, a timeline, and, and really, you know, things began to, you know, sort of take shape in on January twelfth, two thousand nineteen, and that's when Michelle Thomas became the NAACP president. Then, you know, then it just kind of went from there. I mean, there's a series a long series of events and things that took place in 2019 that would make the normal person say, what? You know, and, and you go back and you look at it and you, you start looking at things and it's like, okay, none of this stuff really makes any sense, but it does make sense. And it makes sense in the sense of, it makes sense in the, in the respect that you can see the narrative and the building. You can see it unfold throughout 2019. Um, in what they were trying to accomplish. And of course it goes into 2020, but the breakout year really was 2019. Um, and these are things that most people just don't know, right? And aren't aware of. They take the word of the school board, but little did they know the puppet masters behind the scenes are, are really pulling the strings. The, 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 the school board, except for John Beatty, are a bunch of feckless turds. They have no backbone. They have no. They have no cooth, man. They 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 lie about what's going on in the county. They're very disingenuous, and, and you know it's kind of funny when you think about it. In January, John B. I went after him too, and in January he called me, and we had a conversation, and he had a you know he did he it upon himself to learn more about critical race theory. I mean, more about it, not just my post, but he read James Lindsay's book. He watched some videos. He did his own research and he came to the conclusion that it is in Loudoun County public schools. We, we knew that, but he had, you know, he took it upon himself to see, is there any truth to what these people are saying? And everybody else lockstep denied it. But interestingly enough, oh, the person, I know they're still denying it. I, I chatted no, with, with no. the guy in the hallway for, you know, show me the evidence. Show me a single thing. I showed him screenshots that we've taken. You know, what about this? What about this this diagram of all the whiteness on the left and oppressor hood? And, like, <laughs> this, is, this is literally, like, I would see the same slide in an Ibram X. Candy, like, presentation. How are you saying, oh, he's just like, oh, that... Every piece of evidence you show them, they just toss out oh that's not what it is it, it, you need to see it in the full context with all this other crap and it's like nah dude teaching all the white kids that they're racist oppressors and teaching all the other kids that they're oppressed is literally critical race theory like how i don't understand how they don't see that it is i feel like i'm taking so, crazy pills so so i'll, I'll let's say I, you're 100 right but let's give them a pass for the moment okay how do you dispute it when you have an invoice that says critical race theory teaching? Well, I know Those what they tried words. to do. They tried to, did you see that sleight of hand? They put out the culturally responsive training. Uh, and I know oh, I'm yeah. not supposed to know how to read and all that stuff. And I'm certainly not supposed to know about Shakespeare. But that one school board <laughs> meeting I spoke at, I said, like, you guys are trying to pull 
won over on this, literally calling a rose another by another name. Like, you know, it's still a rose. And the name that they chose is literally another CRT acronym. Like, how dense could you be? It's not critical race theory. It's critical responsive training. Totally, or culturally responsive training. Totally different. Totally different. You know, here's, here's the funny part, right? So Ziegler, he's a liar, he's an idiot, and he's our new superintendent. And the person that has been fighting us the most, Beth Bartz, black, I call her Beth Black Lives Matter Bartz. She said last week that critical race theory is in Loudoun County Public Schools. We have it on video. I put it out as a post. So you got two people, John Beatty, who's a conservative, who did his diligence and acknowledged, and is like, yeah, I mean, this is awful. He's like the redheaded stepchild on that school board. And then you have the most radical person up on that school board you know, not going as far as John Beatty, but acknowledged in those terms, in those words, the, yeah, they're, yeah. So I would really love to know what is it that caused her to admit, but she's not, she's not ashamed of it. She thinks it needs to be in the school system. It would be bad to remove it. Okay, fine. But, and you admitted it. Fine. What is, what was that pivot point? That's what I want to understand. Just spitballing here. I wonder if she's seeing, um, for the listener that doesn't know, we are recalling six of the eight of our school board members. And I just wonder if, you know, her back's against the wall. The walls are closing in every day, every night. She's probably checking in on Ian's website, fightforschools.com, to see what the damage is because we are getting signatures every day, man. It had to have been a couple of hundred people signed today alone tonight when we were out there. And I mean, I'm going to say this, I guess, publicly. She's not a stupid woman, you know, despite some, some, uh, the way that she votes, but she's got to see those numbers just ticking up and up and up. Maybe she's like, I'm going to try a head fake, a different strategy. I'm just going to be like, yes, it's here. Maybe if I stop lying about it being here, then maybe the concerned parents will get off my back. And then maybe we can still teach that all of you white kids are racist and read all of these sexually explicit books and all, all that nonsense. And can I just say... Apart from all of the ridiculous imagery in these books, like having sex on teachers' desks, doesn't that, that should ring an alarm bell. But can I just say, for an adult, a counselor, a nurse, a school teacher, a friend's parent, for an adult to show an interest in the sexuality of a child is predatory. It's nuts. I don't care. I, you know, I wake up and I'm a high school teacher. I don't care if Sally and Jake are sleeping together or, or Tom and Jake or Sally, Tom and Jake. Don't care. They're kids. Their sexuality is completely off of my radar. We don't need to talk about it. I don't need to know about it. We certainly don't need to discuss it publicly in class. Um, anyway, that's my two cents. Come on, I was reading. I'm, I'm writing an article. I was reading some of those excerpts again from some of those books and just thinking about the, the strangeness of it all. Um, anyway, back to Beth. Yeah. I, I, maybe she sees the walls closing in and she's like, maybe I'll change strategy and say, okay, yeah, it's here. It's here. We, we did it. We, we did it, you know, and, and we did more under the auspices of emergency because of COVID. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, a medical well, emergency I, I, means that you have to buy trash books. How how does that work out? How does that work? It's indefensible, but they, they somehow have a defense. But I might be the odd one out here, Joe. I don't want her recalled. Oh, yeah? <laughs> no, I don't, and, and, and I mean that. And, and the reason why is, well, what did she do tonight? Live this this school board meeting is being live streamed across the country, and she stands up her phone to videotape people getting up to the podium. She'll put something out on Facebook like she always does, and it's like it. it she she provides a you know a, 
a lot of material. She really does. And um, and here's the other part, right? You know, the recall can get kind of complicated, but um, from what I understand, it you know, at a, at a certain level. So let's say it goes to court. Let's say she's recalled. Now, you've got eight school board members left. John Beatty doesn't count because his vote won't count because he's one guy who doesn't think like the rest of them. They can appoint somebody from the NAACP, and I know that's what they want to do. I don't know who. And the last thing we need is to get somebody from that organization on the school board. They're already part of the um, MSAC. The last thing we need is to have one on the school board. And that's the part that has me a little bit nervous because be careful what you wish for. I'm behind I, the efforts of the recall. I don't know. You know, I I would like to see them get closer and for the organizations and stuff to be identified because it makes the procurement fraud lawsuits that are, you know, bound to follow. I, I used to write government contracts when I was in the Army. And, man, I can tell you, the more, you know, I, I chat with, with Ian's group and Jen and everyone, and the more I learn there, there's some type of fraud that's gone on. I can't say who, can't say when and where, um, but it'll, it'll be discovered and, um, not a dog whistler, but yeah, you know, I, I tweeted out, uh, I guess I'm getting popular because I can cause a stir from sending a tweet. Uh, I tweeted out and someone from LCPS got nervous and messaged me about it, but I tweeted out about procurement stuff and it said what's done in the darkness will come to light. Never gotten any kind of communication from any LCPS people before. I just moved here in October. I'm not even a year on the ground here. Um, yeah, but uh, it's interesting. It, it's the power of a black conservative. They pay attention to us. <laughs> Uh, other black people. Well, yeah, I don't think. <laughs> <clears throat> no, no, they, they they label you as a white supremacist, just yeah. like they do Candace Owens. Yeah, it's not. It's how how would you know? How would a white person know? You know, I'm walking down the street and here comes Scott Minio. You know, before we met, how would you know that I wasn't a regular black person? You know, what I, you know, for all of this white supremacy to be rampant, I feel like I should have experienced it more as a black person. You know, I, I don't think that I'm big or scary, but I'm six one. I'm a decent sized person. Wait, I'm missing it. You guys are the worst white supremacists out there. You, you're right. You, you know what? I put a post out the other day about Michelle Thomas because there's there. You know, that's that's a two show conversation. But I reference so the analogy that I came up with was. You know, there's there's a, a guy, we all know a guy that saw Bigfoot, right? Well, he was in the woods, whether he was camping by himself, whether he was drunk and got lost or whatever the case is, there's always a guy at some point, at least once a year that comes out and says, I saw Bigfoot. You know, maybe it was in Montana, maybe it was in Colorado, wherever it was. Um, but there's nothing to verify he, he, you know, there's nothing to verify that he had an encounter. Maybe he played checkers with Bigfoot. I don't know, but there's nobody there to verify it. And I equate Michelle Thomas, not that I'm suggesting she looks like Bigfoot, but that she, that, that she is like the guy that saw Bigfoot because she is the only one that has seen the white supremacy going on in this County. You know, I read, uh, uh something that she, she, uh, she, Put out, I think it was in 2019, and uh, she was talking to a student at Stonebridge High School, uh, a classroom, and somebody asked her about the the KKK and her interactions or something. And of course, Charlottesville got brought up, and she said that somebody, um, you know, somebody filed a, a, a petition in Loudoun County for a permit to hold a Klan rally in Loudoun County. Well, she reached out to this individual, met him over at Starbucks in Ashburn, one of, you know, 20 Starbucks here in Ashburn, and spoke with him. And the student said, well, aren't you afraid he's going to kill you? And she said, no. I spoke with him and I said, do you really want to burn down your town? Do you really want me dead? And she said at the end of that conversation, he pulled his permit and didn't hold his rally. Now, 
She likes media. She likes attention. I don't remember hearing this um, in the papers, Washington Post, Loud Times Mirror, Loud Now, you know. So I think it's going to – I need to find out um, if we can go back a little bit in history to find out, you know, I don't need to know who the man is. But did somebody actually file like, a request I'm, I'm for permission? Sherlock Holmes, but this sounds like an AOC in that it's totally fabricated, okay? Totally. Like, yeah, no. No way. No way. If it was passing through government employees' hands, passing through the courthouse, passing through public <laughs> records, everyone is talking about having been a boring government employee – the day that a literal white supremacist document comes across, you, holy crap, everyone's talking about that. Are you kidding? Yeah, no, exactly. that didn't happen. That, I didn't know. I, I know. haven't heard this story. Wow. And her response, yeah. this is this is the same bull crap from people that are like, um, people expect us to believe that COVID is like the deadliest thing, worse than Ebola, you know, airborne, just swooping down. So everyone is being super brave, taking their own lives in their own hands to go, you know, drive around and go to the gas station and go to McDonald's and whatnot. No, of course not. Everyone's not that freaking brave that they're facing death every day. Otherwise, more people would be cops. More people would be, you know, in the service. More people would when someone's getting killed or in a burning building, instead of taking video, they would do something like, no, no, she's full of it. So when she's staring down death, she gets this permit from a Klansman and her response is, I'm going to contact this gentleman and take him out to coffee. Bull crap. <laughs> That's the biggest load. I wow. put that out last last night or the night before, one of the two, with pictures like of her being in the classroom. Now, I am not what you would call a worldly expert on, you know, religion. But before I put the post out last night, I did look up, do pastors wear lab coats? Now, I know she has a white collar, but do they wear lab coats? I couldn't find any images or anything. And when you look at this, you're, yeah, I, I'll, I'll I now call it into the mic. No, they don't. Okay. Well, then you're going to laugh your ass off when you see that because she's in a lab coat in this classroom in Stonebridge High School talking to these kids about how how freaking white supremacist, you know, our county is, right? And then she rolls into, and there's a, an image up there, a picture where she's kind of pointing like this, and it's a, a news story of the runaway slave uh incident that happened at Madison Trust Elementary School in Loudoun County. But, you know, the Black Panthers made, paid a visit. They forced their way into the office and it made national news. But you know what? It was all bogus. It was all staged. And all, that all of became the sinister, All of the sinister white supremacist stuff turns out to be fake. The news... The, the the actor guy in Chicago, apparently this lady's oh, yeah. whole life, uh, it's all it's all staged. It's all fake. No freaking way. Yeah. No it's, one's it's, ever it's... seen these white supremacists out, just out and about with their with their swastikas, their hood on. You know, they, they got their cross they're going to set on fire later and they got like a noose hanging out of their pocket. Like no, nobody's ever seen this crap except for bleeding heart liberals and everyone that I run into. I was just telling someone this in an interview like today or yesterday. The average person that approaches me and is just bleeding heart telling me how bad we have it as, as people of color um, and you know how hard it is and blah, 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 blah. It's always like a 16 to 24 year old white woman always. And that's what it was when we did the presser. We remember those BLM people, the, the like four of them, all white people, but the one guy, I won't say his name, uh, but the rest of them were just like young white women that just knew everything. Isn't that nuts? It is nuts, and you know what? You know what else is nuts is it's called the 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 movement is called Black Lives Matter. 
do you know how many black people have seen the light and have come out and said, this is crazy. Like the, the guy that founded BLM in Minneapolis, right? And I, I don't agree with this guy in New York. I can't remember what his name is, but he's the you know president of the, uh, the, the BLM chapter in New York. Going after, you know, Patrice Cullors and BLM, you know, corporate or whatever, because you you haven't given you've collected a billion dollars or five hundred million dollars and you haven't given one dime. And and it, in it's fact, it's a pack. It's a Democrat it, pack. It, in fact, um, what was the um, uh, Ferguson, the 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 guy that was killed, um, Eric Brown, or no? It's Michael Brown or Trayvon? Michael Brown. No, no Trayvon was Florida. Michael Brown was uh, Ferguson. Oh, well, Ferguson. His yeah. father. Not, not in reaching for the cop's gun. Yes, yes, exactly. But his father had, ever since then, BLM really sprouted up around that time, has been fighting. You know, I don't agree with his cause or whatever, but he's been fighting like the, sort of the Black Lives Matter sort. He they created his own group, and he's suing them for twenty million dollars because when all the charade was over, that was it. All this money that they made, they've never given one dime back to 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 that community. And what I and, and Patrice Keller, she's got four homes, and she just recently left the Black Lives Matter movement. So my question is. How do all these these you know influential black people that are involved in this movement see that it's fraud, corrupt, and bullshit? But yet it's the white young women and and you know stupid liberal guys that look at this and say, yeah, yeah, we're down. Like I I, I don't understand it. So are you suggesting that buying what looked like a is a solid gold casket for George Floyd? didn't lift the black community out of all of their problems because uh, they, they paid for that, you know? I mean, when I go, it's probably going to be a cheap box, all right? I'm not, you know, disabled vet. He literally rescued children from human trafficking for a number of years. Ain't nobody getting a gold casket for me, my friend. I'll get a pine box and a flag draped over it if we still have a flag by then. <laughs> Uh, yes. Yeah. They, you won't have a they, street. You won't have a. They, they, you won't even make the front page. No. They'll. It's a pack. Their money goes to the Clinton campaign or to Biden's campaign or whoever the next. You know, like it's like whack a mole of. It's it, like the Democrats have stopped running just plain Jane liberal candidates. It's like a whack-a-mole of what crazy socialist is going to pop up next and when are they announcing they're running for president. Uh, and right about then, they'll pull out the, they'll dangle the terrible race card again and then some black person somewhere will be breaking the law, they'll be committing some felony, they'll be running from the cops, fighting with the cops, shooting at the cops, and surprise, the cops are going to kill that person and then it'll be chains and slavery again. And the 1619 project will change. It'll be 1491. They'll be like, it goes back to 1491. And, <laughs> it didn't go back far enough. Yeah. And next thing you know, it'll be dinosaurs were racist because there aren't any brown dinosaurs or some bullcrap. Uh, yeah, no, they're a pack, a political action committee for the democrats that's where their money goes they keep excellent books that shows that that's where their money goes and uh and then you know they buy houses in in white people neighborhoods so they don't have to deal with black people you know and this is going to sound controversial you know it, it's it's a couple things right so there's two points to this uh there's there, there are two separate points so you know a big part of their their um, messaging is slavery, right? You you know it's the, uh, slavery. Okay, so that was a long time ago, right? Was it good? No, it wasn't good. Of course, it was bad. But the, the the thing that really puzzles me, and I think you might appreciate this, is there are more slaves today that get no acknowledgement. And it comes in the form of human trafficking. You, you got want to sex hear something crazy? 
I was medical slave. I was looking at the trafficking in persons report three four hours ago, right before I saw you uh, for this article. Twenty five million. I don't want to get misquoted or fact check. Twenty four point nine million slaves today. The slave trade, the the transatlantic, the triangle slave trade was twelve million throughout the whole entirety of it from start to finish. Uh, right now today, twenty four point nine million slaves. A, a couple you million know here in the United States. No one gives a crap. And I bet it goes up. You know, it's only increased because of the internet. You know, and it's I don't hear anything about that. Nope. You know, and if you're so aggravated about slavery from so long ago, which look, you know, you should be. But let's move on. You can't live your life in you know in resentment in a life that you didn't even live in and carry that <laughs> and let that eat at you. You know, it's it's baffling. And then you forget about all the the, the black, the Hispanic, the Asian um, slaves. Put the white people aside, the white little white kids, for, put them aside for a second. Where is any focus on this? Where is there any discussion in the classrooms? Where is there any alliances with, like, Underground Railroad, the organization? You know who they are, right? Yeah. Operation Underground great. Railroad. Yeah. Where's any collaboration with them to really, you know, pull in the slavery conversation and say, Tim, yeah, we can't Tim live Ballard, like a white man, has rescued more black children, more young black women and black men than all of the BLM activists, all the king's horses and all the king's men combined by himself. Okay. Yeah. And that's a great organization that people should donate to. So. Oh, man, I forgot to mention your Absolutely. website. Uh, yeah, you mentioned Ian's, but you didn't mention mine. Yeah, uh, but now I'm thinking about Tim's. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, I forget if it's OUR.org or it might be Operation Underground Railroad. But anyway, you type that in. It'll either be Rosa Parks or uh, Tim Ballard. <laughs> they don't look alike. Uh, but, Scott, yes, your website is parentsagainstcrt.com. Uh, so guys, check it out. Read the articles. When you were talking, I was actually looking up one of, one of your articles. Um, yeah, but no kidding, man. I was looking at the trafficking uh, in persons report just a couple hours ago. Uh, something had popped. Here's into my the controversial mind. point. <clears throat> Before the election, when you when you start when you dive into Act Blue, which is the organization that BLM's all their donations got funneled into. And you start digging in, you see where all the money was going. It was going to white liberal politicians, okay? Now, the question I have is, in, in the way I'm looking at this, all these little soldiers, these BLM soldiers that are out there across the country, I think they're all slaves. I think they're all slaves to the BLM movement, and the puppet masters are these white liberals that are getting the money calling the shots of what needs to happen, where, and when. I mean, do you, you, do you know, think I'm wrong? I wouldn't have agreed with you until 2020, man, when, because you, you nailed it. I'm, you know, obviously married to a white woman. Uh, you know, here she is. There's, there's half of her little white face there. Uh, I saw that in a magazine. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, right. Uh, but man, freaking COVID, like 2020, when they pretended that uh, the virus wasn't real so they could have their BLM protests and whatnot. There are all those images and videos of all the white people like bowing down and like the black people crying. Oh my God. That got me on board with what you're saying. Yeah, man, this is like a weird cult. <laughs> I don't I think it's worse than slaves. I think they're like in a cult, man. And I think it's a truly like a suicide pact cuz what do they want? Socialism. They're not shy about it, you know. AOC just threw $100,000 down the drain from Daily Wire from Matt Walsh uh because it was gotten through donations and and Sure, it was a huge grift, which is hilarious. But uh, and it worked out for her mom. No, she it would have, but they denied the family, denied the money. Yeah, AOC said no, cut it, and uh, GoFundMe. They had to oh. refund all the money. Um, 
But you know why? It wasn't because it was a big joke. The reason is because she's a socialist and she hates nonprofits. She hates um, people giving charity of their own free will. It's, it's got to be the collective, the, the socialist freaking nut show. So, yeah, that's what they want, man. I think it's a cult. They want, like, socialist takeover, and obviously, if you study history for five seconds, then you know about Marxism, and you know that socialism always, it's a vehicle to go to communism. It's just like, there's a great video on YouTube, I forget what it's called, if you type in something like, what is a republic, or what are the different forms of government, a video will come up, and there's like a rainbow on the thumbnail. Watch that video. Um, It kind of talks about how anarchy is not an actual form of government, it's a transition vehicle. Anarchy only ever exists for a short period of time to go from one thing to another. Socialism isn't even like real, folks. There, There isn't a socialist. It's communism. That's where that vehicle is taking you. It's like a freaking Tesla, and you plug in socialism, and surprise, when it takes you to where you're supposed to go, it's freaking com- pick your country, communist China, communist USSR, you know, pick your oligarch or dictator out of a hat. It's the same bullcrap. And it's Shakespeare again. Oh, man. Shakespeare for the win tonight. Probably a racist dude. We should cancel Shakespeare. Uh, but it's a rose by any other name, man. It's the same freaking thing. Thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Joe Mobley Show. Remember to subscribe and make sure you don't miss out on future content. You can always show your support by leaving a review or making a financial contribution by going to thejoemobleyshow.com and hitting support the show. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. If that was the first prayer you've ever prayed, I hope it won't be the last. Until next time, this is The Joe Mobley Show.